Good morning. Fine. I guess this will be recorded on your phone, and you'll have to save it and send it to me later, or whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, hopefully I can manage that. I doubt it. When I tried to record on my end and process something that me and Tevin had recorded, I guess it was too long or something, or my phone had to stay open. Just your phone or your iPad? My iPad. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll work better on your iPad. Fingers crossed, we shall see. But yeah, that was a crazy fight last night. Yeah, so I heard that Dana White announced that they're withholding his money, uh, Habib. Where'd you see that? Online. Mm. I saw a video and they said they don't, he's like, I don't want you to leave here thinking that we didn't give either of them. Conor McGregor got paid, but his is being withheld. Well, that's not right. Maybe that's like some law or something. Maybe that's a UFC rule that if there is criminal investigation pending, you can't get your fight first. Yeah, it's because of the whole him jumping the fence and then his friends jumping the fence. Yeah, it's not the UFC, it's the NAC. So I guess the Nevada Athletic Commission is withholding his purse pending. I just clicked on the link. Pending a full investigation into what happened. I can't find the video again. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. He had a guaranteed $2 million purse plus the event's pay-per-view revenue. Those numbers should come in shortly. I wonder how many people bought the fight. Jimmy said that um, he was going to Wing House to watch it. I saw about two or three people on Instagram story watching it in a bar. And then about four or five reached out to me for links to stream it illegally. And then I went on Instagram live and a few people joined and then Instagram pulled me off immediately. So it was going to get get a fine in the mail soon. Well, it said that they will put restrictions on my account. So I said, no, thanks. But I'm interested to see how many people actually pay for the fight because just in my little small bubble of 25 to 30 year olds it's a uh, small sample size because all of us stream the fight and maybe like one person will buy it or we'll go to a bar but 70 bucks is just too high a price tag mm. yeah so apparently he was like disrespecting the hell out of him before the game and something about his tour bus before the fight yeah, yeah well, I mean it's tour bus. I mean, Connor threw a dolly at the bus. You don't know anything about this? No. Well, I guess you do live outside the world of sports. Um, months ago, at a UFC fight, I think it was five or six months ago, he threw a dolly at a bus that Khabib was on with some other UFC fighters because Khabib had attacked one of Connor's teammates. Allegedly, they circled him in a group and slapped him. And Artem Lobov, who was McGregor's teammate, called Connor and told him, and they flew over from Ireland in a plane to Madison Square Garden 
and he tried to fight Khabib. At the time, Khabib was on the bus getting escorted to his hotel with some other UFC fighters, and Connor just threw a dolly at the bus, screaming at Khabib to get off, and UFC used it to promote the fight, and a lot of people said that it was disgusting, uh, black eye on the sport, Connor got charged, Connor got off, paid a fine, a couple fighters got a little injured and sued Connor, and that's what led to this fight being promoted so heavily and being such a big deal. And outside of that, Connor always talks shit to promote fights. And Khabib is a very, very humble, religious. I mean, he just is. He's like one of these dudes who doesn't look at this as a sport. This is a discipline. This is a way of life. And Connor McGregor is just disrespectful <laughs> at the. Uh, at just to promote a fight. Like, he's disrespectful as shit to Khabib's family, to his religion, yeah. to everything Khabib stands for, literally to promote a fight and to get a bigger payday, which, whatever, that's what Connor does. That's what a lot of fighters do. It's Floyd Mayweather does. I mean, it's part of the fight game, unfortunately, because the UFC isn't promoting it. You gotta, they put the onus on the fighters. If fighters don't promote themselves and don't promote the event, and they get less of a payday, and they don't get as much notoriety. That's what made Connor famous. So he just ran into the wrong dude to play those games with. And it was told to me by a lot of people who are close to the UFC that Khabib's going to retire after this fight anyway. Like, he wanted to beat the shit out of Connor, which he accomplished. He wanted to retain his title, which he accomplished. And he wanted to walk away from the sport as – Basically, the Jordan of this shit. Yeah, we're. I'm trying to. Almost found it. Were you putting up clips of like people explaining what happened? No. Yeah, there's really. I mean, you know, the only thing people know is what was said in the media and kind of the bad blood between the Chechens and the Dagestanis. I was going to say, where is he from? He's from Dagestan. And Artem Lobos from Chechia. And there's some deep discontent between the Dagestani and Chechen people for reasons unbeknownst to me, but it's a culture war. And Connor disrespected the shit out of Khabib's dad, saying, why are you taking pictures with this man? He respected or disrespected the shit out of Khabib's manager because apparently Khabib's manager was on the terrorist watch list and became a snitch to get removed from the terrorist watch list back in 2002 and doesn't talk to his son. So Connor brought all of this stuff up in press conferences. And Khabib just sat there, kept his mouth shut. All this shit just built up to the yeah. point that Khabib. You say what? Here, so I, I think I found it. What'd you find? One of Connor's guys was talking smack to, um, to uh, Habib, and Habib just ran and dove over the octagon and went after him. While that was happening, two of Habib's guys jump over the octagon and go after Connor. So, uh, you, what happens now? I mean, you have a melee, you have two melees basically going on outside. Break us down. What, what are the next steps here? Listen, the, the, the commission is holding both checks. The Nevada State Athletic Commission is holding both the checks. Um, you know, we're, we're turning over film to the Nevada State Athletic Commission right now. They're going to 
watch the camera. I mean, this is, this is a big deal. Okay, and then I based, there's a video following that that he mentions they are giving Connor his check, but they're withholding the other one. Could be interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if you look at the footage, it's clear Connor didn't do anything except tap out. He tapped out, starts leaning on the cage, and melee breaks out. I mean... He, he stands up, and then a guy comes up from front and behind. Yeah, first to do in the red shirt, jumps over the octagon from behind, hits him in the back and throws a couple shots. Connor gets away, and then another dude comes at him and grab, wraps him up. And then Kavanaugh, his coach, comes over and tries to defend him. But it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. The wildest part is a podcaster and former UFC fighter who I listened to called this. He said, I would never go to this fight because I guarantee you there will be fights in the stands. There will be fights in the streets. This is about more than just UFC. He said that a week ago. Mm. And it's so crazy that Khabib, the most humble and usually level-headed of all the fighters in the UFC, decided to be the one that lit the match. That's what was so interesting because after – I think he wanted to beat Conor more. I don't think he was satisfied with the way he won. And that's why I think a rematch is going to happen. I thought you just said you think he's going to retire. That's what, it, that's what was told to me. That's actually what Brendan Schaub said. A lot of people in Khabib's circle thinks that he wants to retire after this fight because he's proven everything he needed to prove. The weight cut has been very, very difficult for him, and he's been doing this since he lost a round. That's just speculation. My personal opinion is that there will be a rematch because the payday will be way too sweet, and in my opinion, I don't think Khabib likes the way that this fight ended. I was going to say, you could tell that he wasn't satisfied because he wanted to keep beating him. It looked like he wanted to keep trying to fight him after they pulled him off. Absolutely. He threw his mouthpiece. He was yelling at Connor, and he was so fired up about wanting to fight more. Anybody who said anything was going to get that business. You said he should have let him go. He shouldn't have let Connor go. No, he should. Yeah, he shouldn't have put him. Like he should have let him out the chokehold so they could keep fighting. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I thought he was going to do because at one point he had Connor's arm in a kimura, his left arm, and I thought he was just going to make. He could have broken. Connor's arm when it was in that Kimura because Connor wasn't going to tap and it was so tight but I thought he was going to make a point to break it just because that's Connor's lead hand that he fights with so like I thought he was going to break that shit like you're never going to punch anybody with this hand again <laughs> but he just um, started pounding them some more and I mean it was how, how really... long is each round? five minutes okay five ten fifteen twenty what how far in the fourth round was it? It was only like two minutes in. It was at 3.03 in the fourth round that Connor tapped. And, and how rounds did they go all together? Four rounds. Okay, yeah, this isn't boxing. Yeah, no. I mean, the fight, in my opinion, wasn't even that competitive. I mean, Connor had his moments in the third round, but overall, Khabib won on the feet. He knocked him down with strikes. He grappled him. Threw him down, not at will. I mean, Connor for sure some good takedown defense, but Khabib's a different animal, bro. This is about more than fighting. I don't think anybody can beat him in the UFC, at least not in his weight class. Because hmm. his style is 
just too much, the pressure. Imagine if every single fight started on the feet, which it does, but it always ends up on the ground. It's like, you know what this dude wants to do, and you can't stop it, ever. Dang. And everybody calls him soft. Like, why didn't you want to stay on the feet? Why didn't you want to stay on the feet? Because the most dominant position you can get your opponent in in a fight on his back with you mounting him, beating his face into the ground. That is a position nobody wants to be in in a fight ever. And Khabib consistently gets every single one of his opponents in that position. Nobody wants to be on their back in a fight. Wow. Interesting. Very much so. Very much so. I'm glad you were into it. It's probably just the drama. But would you watch, just based on everything you know now, from the dolly throw at the bus, everything happening outside the ring after this fight, would you watch a rematch? Um, maybe. Probably not, but I'd be like, what happened? I mean, I'd probably check for it the next day. I get on Instagram every day, so I'd see it. <laughs> yeah, so you'd be intrigued. That's what I'm saying. That So that's what leads me to believe this would be, there'll be a rematch. Because people like you, who normally don't pay attention to the sport, are kind of into this matchup now. But I'm not going, I don't know, I'm not going out of my way. It's just kind of like when anyone wins. I've just seen the, you know, aftermath on social media. But that's what I'm saying. Now people know Khabib's name. This sets up a fight in Russia. So, wait, he's from where? Dagestan, which Dagestan, is in Russia. Which is in Russia. Interesting. It's, from, it's like a small region in the Caucasus Mountains where they really specialize in wrestling and grappling. So he's been doing it with bears literally since he was five or six years old. <laughs> oh, with bears, huh? Yeah. And it's really more of just a promotional ploy. You know, I mean, he has pet bears. They just wrestle. It's like if you wrestle with your pit bull or whatever, wrestle with Kira. But, yeah, he, he wrestled bears growing up. I mean, it's just a fact. You can pull up videos of it. He wrestles bears now. Um. Yeah. It's It's interesting. Yeah, so I think there'll be a rematch sometime next year. The thing is, Donald Trump might withhold their green cards now because they're here on, you know, work visas. And Khabib's dad already didn't get one. Khabib's dad is usually in all his uh, corner on all his fights. But uh, he couldn't fight. You can't fly over to come visit you have to have a visa you gotta have a work visa what do you mean of course i mean to come over here while he's like preparing the stuff but he can't be like well i'm just gonna go take get to catch a flight for the night yeah but you need a reason to be here and you know they need to give you access or granted permission i think because khabib's dad is so connected to russian politics there's just too much fear or something from the Trump administration? Maybe they think he's too connected to Putin because he does have pictures with Russian dignitaries and, and their mega Mendel family is very respected over there in Russia. I mean, they're high up in politics. Khabib could probably run for government office once he gets back over there. So 
yeah, his dad didn't get a visa. And the fact that he's assaulting people in the stands after a fight might lead to him not getting another work visa. <laughs> so there may be no rematch. If there is one, it will be in Russia. That's my thing. Because the Nevada athlete, I mean, shit, everybody's just overreacting. Nevada let Tyson come back. Mike Tyson, he went to jail for Rick. All right, whether or not he did it is a whole other thing, but he bit a motherfucker's ear off. They let Tyson come back to fight. <laughs> they will let Khabib come back to fight. All right, this was his first incident, and nobody got hurt. It just caused. But if he can't get a green card, it don't matter. Exactly. They would just have the fight in Russia. But, but my thing is, if Nevada grants him access to fight again, there's no reason they wouldn't grant him another work visa because he has a reason to be in the country, you know? So I, I think everybody's overreacting at this point. But it, like you said, it just caused a lot of, lot of interest and a lot more easy promotion for the UFC. Hmm. But, um... I mean, McGregor's stock doesn't go down. That's what's interesting about it, because everybody's going to look at this event and focus on the aftermath, not the fact that Connor tapped. Everybody's focusing on Khabib's reaction. Did you finish watching Big Mel? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know how many episodes I have left. You don't think so? I'm, I'm trying not to go through it too fast because I kind of want to have something to watch when I'm in Orlando. Fair enough. Yeah, you should hold off then. I mean, it's uh, fine. How, I hate when I get on Netflix now. They don't bring up stuff that they should. Like, why isn't the first thing I'm seeing Big Mouth? Yeah, it wasn't getting that much of a promotional push on Netflix, which is kind of upsetting because they had commercial ads during... Like, Monday night football games and shit. Well, like, I'm on my Netflix now, and there's no, like, continue watching. It's just all these stupid categories of stuff. Like, Netflix needs to get their... It's the same thing for me, but it's because it knows you already love Big Mouth. It's trying to get you to watch other stuff. No, it's all stuff, like, that I've... I've already watched Walking Dead. Like, come on now! This now I'm getting irritated. The fact that I've got to type it in and search for this shit is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, so damn. damn. First world problems. The fact she has to type in and search for content to stream. Oh. Wait a second. Is this season one? I was like, I know I didn't get through this in season one. Oh wait. Yeah, I did finish it, unfortunately. Damn it. You fell asleep watching it and didn't know? No, I just thought there was another episode. No, it was only 10. That was a good way to, I mean, I should have known. That was a really good way to leave it off. It was perfect, right? With Nick. You say trapped where? In the hormone world. Who's trapped in the hormone world? All three of them. Um, Redhead girl, Nick, and... So you didn't finish the episode? I guess I'm... (laughs) I was tired. I thought I did. Yeah, why would would they be trapped in the hormone world? Well, they're not trapped, but they've gotten lost. And they only got an hour. No. Why would they end it like that? That's not the way it ended. 
Yeah, thing. you got to rewatch. I almost ruined it for you. No, I probably know it because I just finished it. Let's see. Yeah, he must have fallen asleep at the end. It's definitely not what happens. Oh. How the they get lost, but they get found, and they get out, and there's okay, one. Yeah, I've got like 15 minutes left. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's half the episode. Yeah, I don't know how it ended. I wasn't... Oh, you know what? That's weird. Because I have Netflix on my um, on my cable box, so I just hooked it up with my Xfinity cable, and I turned the TV off, and I thought if I turn the TV off, Netflix is going to turn off. Oh, no. It keeps going, because it's streaming. But I turned, the, I turned the device it's streaming from off. The device that it's streaming from, or the device that it was streaming to? No, it's on my TV. So, like, I, you know, press the little talk button. I say Netflix. It waits, and then it pulls Netflix up on my TV through through Xfinity Cable. And That's what I'm saying. So, it's still playing through Xfinity Cable. Like, if you want to pull it up on your iPad. But the no, TV power source. That's not how it That's how it works for my Netflix. Just like if I'm, if I'm watching something on my phone on Netflix... And I tell my phone to stream it to the TV. If I turn the TV off, it's still playing on my phone, technically. I didn't stream it from anything else. What do you, like, I don't understand what you don't get about it. It's only coming from my TV. So when I turn my TV, if you turn your phone off, the Netflix is going to shut off. But it's coming from Netflix, though. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't, if you're streaming it from your phone just because it's on Netflix. No, I've shut. I've shut my phone off, and I've I've had my phone outside of the place where it started streaming. That should have started. It'll just be playing all day. Yeah, that, that's stupid. And then I'll come back, turn the TV back on, and, like, YouTube videos will still be playing, for example. YouTube's the worst. It never goes off. Oh, Netflix YouTube will at least... Now. Yeah, Netflix will at least ask you, do you, are you still watching? So, like, if after four hours your TV is off and you're not at home... Eventually, when you come back and turn your TV on, the Netflix logo will just be up and it'll be Man, saying ready to cast. Another episodes of another show. You say what? But it better not have continued with some other show. It'll do that. Like, I'll come you back to know. a show and think, oh, did I watch all of episode four? No, it just kept playing after I turned it off. And now you're in some other show. Yeah, or another episode, and I got to rewind back to actually remember where I was, which is good for the consumer because it helps you sort of do a little brief recap because we get spoiled with all this binging and we forget important plot points because it all jumbles together, like you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah, so I got 15 minutes. I knew, I thought, I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I won't ruin it for you then, but the ending is quite delectable that show is so well written it is it's so relatable it is I'd expect nothing less from a bunch of SNL alums and dudes who have won Emmys and shit but it is interesting that episode where his older self comes back again and it's just so funny how he's going to end up as TV host and you know, be famous and all that shit, but he's going to be super sad. Who? <laughs> Nick. A little short dude. Mm. 
they've constantly shown his future self as being a television host. But, Talking um, about no, shake you. His dad's got a little dick like him, but his mom's hot. Confidence. Yeah. And Nick, that's the one thing Nick has in spades is the confidence. And that's why he got the prettiest girl and eventually ended up blowing it, but he'll learn. Um, he fucking see like this nigga driving around on a what are those little wheel things called? Oh my gosh, I'm getting old. I can't remember what they're called. Wheelie? I don't know. The, the things that you a big wheel? The drive around on with the forward backwards. Whoa, with the forward and backwards. You sound like <laughs> my grandma. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, the things that you have to balance, but they move. Unicycle, bike? No, it's electric. Like people, you can't bring them on planes because they're blowing up. Are you talking about the hover rounds? The hoverboards, yes. Jeez. What I say, hover round? That's for fat people at Disney World. Hoverboards, yeah. <laughs> the hoverboards. Um, he's riding around the hoverboard with no pants, and they fucking got his little penis out. Yeah, and his little pube too. Yeah, I know. At the. Uh, that's at so the... like that's the shit. What are you talking about? How that's so inappropriate. <laughs> it's extremely inappropriate to show prepubescent boys penis, but. The fact that there is a grown man behind the prepubescent boy uh, uh, voicing him, I think, makes it okay. That's funny. I mean, they're um, just taking the they're taking the ball from South Park and running with it. Yep, yep. It it'll be normal. It'll be average one day, eventually. Something. Exactly. Will it though? Maybe it won't. It'll get to average. It'll have like a five incher. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. If it didn't, whoo, that would suck. But I mean, there are a lot of dudes who are underdeveloped in middle school. I remember thinking I had a small dick. It's a scary time because you have nothing to compare it to. This is pre porn, too, or at least easy access to porn. Might have had a couple DVDs that you stole from your mom, or in my case, stepdad, and you yeah, watched those. Dudes but... didn't make without porn. I remember when I was in like seventh grade, and this guy told me about how they'd get one of the one of the friends would find a tape that one of their parents had, and they'd all watch it together. Which I even back then I used to look at them like I used to look at him like, "What the fuck? Are you kidding me? That's so weird." That is every single young man's first experience with porn, for the most part, unless you sneak in and find it like as a magazine in one of your parents' rooms or something. But I a lot did, of people's parents don't have I porn. Being curious and like stumbling on it, but they were like, it was, it was. No, you don't stumble on it. You go seeking it out. Like, you know, it exists. You hope your parents have it and you look for it. And some people's parents don't have it. Like, I was with a single mom. So it's not like she had a whole stash of porn somewhere. You know what I mean? So I would get lucky if she had a boyfriend. Or in this case, she was married at the time. Alvin had some porn. But not everybody's mom or dad had porn. Like my buddy Brendan. He had a single mom. Wait, Brendan, so 
your mom was married to a guy named Alvin, and now she's married to Calvin. Don't bring it up. I don't. <laughs> That's funny. has nothing to do with their names. They're totally different people. But yeah, it's random coincidence. Uh, but yeah, the my buddy Brendan, when I was in upstate New York, it's funny because he was short and used to talk about how girls would tease him about his dick must be little because he's so small. He's like, big things come in small packages. Like he used to say that as far back as us being 12, 13 years old. But um, in any case, yeah, we used to watch porn in groups. Julian, who was in grade at the time, I remember this so vividly. Was it my porno or somebody else's? I had, maybe it was one of Alvin's DVDs. You know how memories, the further you get away from them, the more muddled they become. It might have been mine or it could have been somebody else's, but no less than eight of us were at Julian's house before his mom got home watching one of those porn DVDs. And nobody was jerking off. Nobody was getting weird, but we were all watching it. And we were all waiting on Julian's girlfriend at the time to come over, a girl he was trying to talk to or have sex with. Julian's 14, so he's older than all of us. I think I was 12 or 13 at the time. All of us are in seventh or eighth grade. Julian's in ninth grade. So it's not a huge gap, but we looked at him as the aficionado. Like he knew what the fuck was going on. Julian didn't even have access to porn. You know what I'm saying? So he's a kid, just like all of us, but we looked at him as an adult, like our big brother figure. This girl comes over and we're like, oh shit, Julian's about to do what we're watching on the video. So like he was he was watching that as a pregame, you know, leading up to the video so he can learn all the moves. And now he's gonna go actually do it. Of course that didn't happen. The girl comes over. Yeah, they go upstairs, but nothing happens. They go up there and probably talk. You know what I'm saying? Kiss. I mean, nothing happened. They might have dry humped. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so funny how those moments take place and they sort of shape or frame the way that you develop. It's funny. I remember that vividly. But yeah, that was, that was one of my first experiences watching porn in the group. It only happened twice because the first couple of times as a young dude, you don't even really get hard. It's all learning. Like, I wasn't even turned on the first couple of times I watched porn. It was really just, like, stimulation overload. Like, I didn't know how to feel. It was just like, whoa, okay. It's like I was taking notes. You know what I mean? Like, you don't no. get hard in biology class. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know what you mean. I can't relate to any of this. Yeah, you're a woman. It's just so different. But I'm telling it you. Is. I'm telling you, though. 70% of dudes, at least in my age range, would agree with this. Oh, I, be I believe you. I believe you based on what I've known and found out when I was younger, but I just, I, I cannot relate. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way, though. There's no other way unless you have an older brother who literally sits you down and breaks it all down for you in a porno. You just find out with your friends. But it's crazy how you always have those friends who are lying or saying, and everybody lies. Because I was one of those kids who's like, oh, I've, I've done stuff before. I hadn't done shit. Probably got my dick touched. You know, showed my dick to a couple ladies who asked for it. But, yeah. Because that was a thing, too. If you don't show your dick, it must be Lou. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like to girls. Girls would say that shit. This is New York. Chicks are aggressive. These are inner city girls. You got to remember. Were you fast. on base? On a base? No. This is the first time in my life, actually, I did not live on a military installation was middle school. And I lived in inner city New York around a bunch of kids who sort of knew each other since kindergarten. So I was thrown into an environment that was totally foreign from Alaska. Think about that. I moved from Alaska to New York 
age 12 with a bunch of motherfuckers from upstate New York who all knew each other their whole life. So, yeah. But then Alaska was more of my uh, big mouth stuff because that's when I first started touching butts and squeezing tits and stuff like that. Fifth, sixth grade. That's when you first started to notice boobs and all that stuff. I mean, actually, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I say Alaska and New York were definitely my formative years. Extremely cold places to come of age. Today is my cousin's birthday. Gotta okay, make sure so I call Virgil. This, so it's not too long. What'd you say? I said I'm gonna finish this recording so it's not too long. Okay, yeah, finish and let's see what happens. See if it processes.